So, dear brothers and sisters, today is the Feast of St. Bridget. So, at the beginning of Mass there, we bless our St. Bridget's Day crosses. Often, uh, saints from the very, very early centuries, it's not entirely uh, the, the, the simplest of feats to separate the, the, the myth uh, from the history. It, it's, it's all kind of mixed. Uh, but I think, to be honest, uh, 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 a careful reading of the life of the saints, I think it does, it does help us to separate. I mean, if we're... If we're if you have any sort of discernment at all, I think it does help us to discern, to, to, to differentiate between um, what has been embellished over the years, over the centuries, and, and the heart of the saints. I think that's what's always important to get back to. You see, it's, it's never about kind of fantastic miracles. It's never about uh, grandiose signs, right? It's always about the heart of the saint who knew and loved the Lord. And everything else is, is, is to, 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 to serve that, if you will. I mean, if they worked miracles, if they worked great signs, if they levitated, if uh, all those kind of things, that's not what made them a saint. They became a saint beforehand. And those kind of things were allowed, God allowed them those particular gifts or whatever it may be, uh, in order to underline the fact that, that this person has, has faith. It is their faith that is freeing them. It is their faith that gives them this ability. It's all, it all points back to God. So it's not that these, these aren't just kind of fantastic stories for, for entertainment. That's, that's got nothing to do with anything. So our dear Saint Bridget, born in about uh, four, the year 450, so quite a long time ago, uh, when Ireland had been or was in the process of being evangelized by, by uh, Saint Patrick, and very effectively. Now, Saint Patrick wasn't the first missionary to come here either. There had been other missionary efforts before him, but it's... There's no doubt that, that the, the greatest success was had by St. Patrick. And maybe even because of what seemed to be an awful travesty or tragedy in his life. The fact that St. Patrick was taken as a slave from modern day, again, all the, all the boundaries and all the, all the country names have changed. We don't really, we're not really sure where it is. Modern day Scotland, Wales, somewhere around there. Uh, taken as a slave to Ireland. Worked up in the north of Ireland, up in Schlemish. Uh, and then, even though he's a young man deprived of the prime of his life from 16 to, to 22, uh, he learns the language, he learns the customs, he learns who the Irish people are, he learns how, how things work, he learns about their, their pagan festivals and rituals, and he learns all sorts of things, which then meant that after he was freed, went home, became a missionary, became a bishop, sent back to Ireland, now he knew the people. He knew how they work and how they think. So it's always a, a missionary mistake uh, to, to approach people with a kind of a, a sense of superiority. I know better than you. What you guys need to do is... That never really works because that just gets people's back up. Uh, it's helpful to understand where they're coming from, to see the good in what they're doing, to encourage the good and prune off what isn't. Like St. Paul, when he sees the... The, the statue to the unknown God, right? Uh, and he says, yes, this is, this is the one we're talking about. No, it's not, it's not strictly speaking true because <laughs> there were lots of other gods there as well, lots of other statues to, to, to other statues. So it's, it's not strictly speaking true to say, yes, this one slots into your, your belief. No, there is only one God, but look, you have to start somewhere. You, you start affirming the good and then you work on. So that's what St. Patrick did with great success. Uh, as regards St. Bridget, it seems that, that her mother was a, a slave girl from Portugal uh, who was taken in by Irish pirates and sold into slavery in Ireland. Uh, so she was sold to a man called Dovtok. 
and uh, he then became St. Bridget's mother. So uh, he and, and, and Broca, was, you know, there's all sorts of spellings of, of uh, St. Bridget's mother's name, but the, the easiest one to pronounce seems to be Broca. Okay, so her mom, Broca then bore her, and uh, then she was born into slavery. St. Bridget then born into slavery. Uh, in about, in, I say born in, in 450. So difficult situations, poverty, cold. I mean, it's amazing that when you think of what we consider poverty today is still the lap of luxury in comparison to then. You know, like people who, who might be considered poor today will still have a roof over their head and indoor plumbing. Uh, they may not have all the accessories that they want, but like hunger, I don't think, uh, hunger isn't really uh, a, a problem. I mean, I don't want to diminish the problems of, of, of the issues of those on the streets or anything, but like for the most part, um, there are very few people hungry in Ireland. You think of back then, like there was nothing guaranteed. Your crops, like the, there was no fridge freezers, there was no backup if anything went wrong. Uh, so they were, they were hard times, very, very hard times. So she's born into that, and she sees the poverty of people, and she's got such a wonderful, generous heart that she always wants to help. So somewhat similar to St. Francis, she likes giving away things that aren't hers. Well, she didn't have anything to give, but she would give away uh, her father's things. So she would give away uh, milk or butter or meat or whatever it was, you know, just that generous heart. And I suppose uh, maybe, uh, maybe as a child it was endearing, but it began, to, it began to irritate her father eventually because she just kept giving stuff away. Uh, so uh, legend has it then that, that Duvtok brought her to the local king and said, look, we've just got a problem here. She just keeps giving things away. And as, as they're talking, so as Duvtok and the king are talking, <laughs> she takes his sword, sees a poor man, <laughs> and gives it to him. Mid conversation, that such such was her generous heart. Such was her generous heart, and the the king sees her, and rather than give out to her, he who had he had been he was a Christian, he sees the generosity of this child, and says, "Her merit before God is greater than ours. Her merit before God is greater than ours." So, he saw in her something very very special. Indeed, she was. Because of her good looks, uh, Duvtok wanted to marry her off. Obviously, back in the day, you can imagine as well, uh, marrying daughters and that it helped to create alliances and allegiances between different families, and then it's less likely they'll come and kill you tomorrow. Um, it's also, there are dowries and all sorts of things like that. So, so marriage was, was a very, very important thing uh, in order to maintain peace and for everything going on there. So he wanted to marry her off, and she had plenty of suitors by all accounts. But she, in her heart of hearts, that's not what she was called to. She was called to, to live only for the Lord who she had come to know through her mother. Her mother, incidentally, who had been baptised by uh, St. Patrick, legend has it. So she saw the, the, the faith of her mom. Her dad was a pagan. She saw the faith in some other people, including uh, the king at the time. And the Lord was stirring something very, very beautiful in her heart, this desire to give herself entirely to him. And so it was then that as she was being, as she was being um, approached by her, her dad and with, with various other suitors, she prayed for the gift of ugliness. <laughs> 
She prayed that the Lord would take away her good looks. And we did a play on this a couple of years ago uh, for one of our family days where one of our girls uh, dressed up as St. Bridget. And um, this particular girl has a particularly flexible face. Right? She's really able to pull different faces. So when we were acting this out, uh, Lisa then, she had to just so, and I prayed and I prayed that God would make me ugly. And then she pulled this face, which was horrendous. It was, it was a really kind of a twisted face. Everyone was in knots. It was hilarious. But it, but it gets across the, the, the point of that, that St. Bridget was willing to give everything, to give everything, uh, just to be with, to give her heart entirely to God. So it was then that she felt called to start a community, to give her life to God and to start a community. So legend has it then that she approached a landowner and asked him for land to build a convent. And of course he refused. He said, have you money? She said, no. And then he said, no, i sorry. Uh, and she said, look, will you give me as much land as my cloak will cover? And laugh, I mean, laughing at her suggestion, he said, sure, <laughs> fine. As much land as your cloak will cover, what are you going to do? Plant a tree. Uh, so she throws out her cloak, and the cloak spreads and spreads and spreads. And uh, so it was then that she was able to build her first monastery in Kildare, uh, Kildara, the Church of the Oak. And apparently she built it on a site associated with, with the goddess of fire. So Bridget, her name Bridget, uh, means fiery arrow according to some means fire so that's why she's often represented you'll see maybe uh, during holy communion if the if the cameraman can arrange to have our stained glass window uh, uh, on shot for for holy communion um you'll see her holding a fire that's her name means fiery arrow and she bridget the original bridget so the bridge that she was named after was the goddess of of fire so it, it was a, a pagan uh idea or goddess which now Bridget has, has Christianized. So she builds her convent on that religious site and she takes that name, well she was given that name, which now she makes, she dedicates to Christ as well. So now Bridget is associated with the saint, not with the goddess anymore. So girls, many girls joined her and apparently that monastery actually had a, a masculine and a feminine branch. Uh, St. Conleth then joined her to, to uh, to work with, with the men there. But it's, there's something just very, very beautiful about St. Bridget's simplicity, her generosity, her, her, her single-minded love for the Lord, that he was worth everything. He was worth giving up any wealth she could have had, any suitor who would have approached her, her own beauty, gives it all up for love of the Lord. Incidentally, her beauty came back uh, after the suitors went their merry way. But she's willing to give up everything for love of the Lord. So when we think about these saints, or we think about her in particular, um, I, don't th- I don't think we should get lost in, in the, as I say, the, the signs and the miracles and those kind of phenomena. Because if we do, we can't learn anything from her. I think it's quite unlikely I'm going to throw down my cloak and it cover a half acre or two acre site. That's not really going to happen. But I can learn from her faith. I can be inspired by her singleness, or that, that single-mindedness, that all for the Lord, everything for him, that I can emulate. I can uh, imitate her, her prayer life. Those long hours, especially, you can imagine a cold chapel, like he, indoor heating just didn't exist apart from an open fire. So nights in, in, in chapels, praying or outside, and again, just with that, that 
dedication of, of her heart to the Lord. That I can imitate. And so we ask the Lord today to help us to know the heart of St. Bridget. A heart that loved the Lord. A heart that would give anything for him out of love. And may we imitate our patroness on this island. And as she did, carry the flame of faith to the ends of the earth. Amen.